Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Tommy Haylock and Cam Luke right around Australia. It's the Betfair Reds for your Sunday morning. There's more markets for Brownlow night at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858 if you're having any issues. And tonight, of course, a special edition, Betfair Reds. Brownlow middle from 5 o'clock. Sammy Hargraves, Michael Barlow, Tommy Haylock. And, of course, you on 499 736 to get involved, wherever you might be. Just quickly, we'll start before we get stuck into the Brownlow because we'll probably spend a little more time on that. Grand final. The Cats were brilliant Friday night. The Swans went into their shell a little bit in the second half. In particular, the last quarter, the Pies were outstanding. They hold on by a point. Remarkably, the last time there was a prelim with the SCG, that was also separated by a point. The famous Tony Lockett after the siren behind. Uh, but it's the Swans and the Cats. What's the bet fair market right now? Geelong, $1.59. Um, Sydney, $2.66. $988,000 traded already. Um, what's What do you make of the market? Uh, I think Geelong's just a tad short. I think it'll closen up and get a little bit. I think that some of that market it might have been traded prior to Sydney official or before Sydney won the game yesterday. So maybe people jumping in on the back of the prelim on Saturday night, uh, Friday night with the Cats' nice win. But Sydney belted Geelong earlier in the year was Buddy's 1,000th goal. A lot has changed. Geelong are no doubt playing better than they were then. And they, in my mind, have been the best team in the league for the last two months. But they do have their, their issues with Sydney at different times. And Sydney have been outstanding. And they probably don't go into their shell like they did yesterday why do you, what in do you a grand that final. You don't think they'll do that in a grand final? I think you're more likely to play a grand final out than you've got self-preservation yes. slightly maybe on the mind. You're six goals up in a, in a prelim. Oh, I think you don't, I don't think self-preservation comes into it at all in a grand final for well, obvious reasons. You've got six months to get over it. It's just dangerous because what happens, the momentum just entirely shifts to the other team and no team is better than taking momentum, or this year anyway, than Collingwood have been. So it was dangerous yesterday. They, they got lucky. McInerney snaked a Darcy Moore cross-ground kick in the third quarter, and Tommy Papley mm. marked or was given a mark that bounced off the ground when there could have slightly been a free kick given. I don't think the free kick was there, but neither was the mark. Did but they get, got lucky. Did he get a free kick or was it a mark? No. I thought he got the free kick. Did he? Yeah, I think it was too high on him. Um, forgotten the player, the Collingwood okay. player. But, All right. Well, well, either way, they got a little lucky. They win the game. But I think that that market will be a little closer come the first bounce next Saturday. Collingwood supporters aren't happy about the umpiring. But no. I, I, I hate it that they pinpoint one thing like that Papley incident. I thought True. I thought they got a bit lucky, Collingwood as well, with the dropping the ball in the last quarter. They kicked the goal um, in that last quarter when they got tackled twice. I think Elliot put the ball on the ground and kind of Mm-hmm. Where he was being tackled and then tapped it away, like it happens. Yeah, it There's does. Fifty of them. It a does. Match, I, right? I think the the right team won the game, but I thought it was. If there's one thing to come out of, and it's been a conversation all year, the fact that Ginevan got absolutely that fifty I've got, meter I've got penalty. Got a message in here, mate. Just I've got a message here. Who's Hang on a from? second, Mister Papley. Go on. Uh, sorry, T Tom P. Oh yeah, go on. Tell Cam Luke that didn't. 
touched the ground. It looked like it from the replay, mate. I wasn't <laughs> the one in the middle of the SCG. All right, you know what? I'll take, I'll take the word from TP. <laughs> what a game he played. Yeah, he, he was outstanding. What a game he played. Outstanding. Uh, I, I will say, the, like, Ginevan, umpires always say, hey, just come back a couple of metres. He didn't get that option. And then Buddy got the option a little bit later in the game. Yeah, the right good. team won. Uh, the two best teams are playing off in a grand final. I do think the market is too heavily skewed right now towards Geelong, and I think it'll even up. We've got uh, all the markets up yes. on Betfair as well. First scoring plays, first goal, wire to wire, winning margin spread, uh, Norm Smith medalist, handicaps. Who, who, who's favourite for Norm Smith? Oh, probably Danger, I would have thought. Yeah. Let's get it up. Yeah, Dangerfield, Jeremy Cameron, Callum Mills for Sydney. They're the top three. So You know um, who was incredible yesterday? Luke Parker. Went head-to-head with Jordan Ngoi. And, look, it shouldn't be any surprise because the guy is a legit, a legit AFL superstar. Went head-to-head with Jordan Ngoi. The guy, Ngoi, who didn't play last time, they played in Sydney. You know how great of a two games he's had, Jordan Ngoi. And Luke Parker went head-to-head with him and was incredible. As was Hickey. Tom Hickey Hickey was unbelievable as well. I tweeted that. I loved his last quarter. I don't think he went off the ground. Um, He's got to battle through in a fourth his, quarter of a prelim, presence. I guess. Yeah. I think he only had four disposals, but he took that really good mark at the end of the game. Yep. His presence, he competed, his taps were great. Um, yeah, I thought he was really good in that last quarter. Yeah, brilliantly done. Can't wait Who's, for it. Who are you leaning to in the Norm Smith, mate? Papley. Yeah. Now, look, I, I good think, answer. I think the thing with it is, and he's obviously a legitimate chance. I, I, I think, I, and this happens each and every year. This is why Norm Smith is so hard, and you get some value because the two best teams traditionally have four, say, legitimate stars who yep. stand up on the biggest stage. And if you look at Geelong, Jeremy Cameron's been pointed out. Patrick Dangerfield, for obvious reasons, you know, Tom Stewart just absolutely dominates like he did on uh, Friday night because of Norm Smith. While occasionally we 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 do lean towards midfielders. Other key position players stand up and are able to get it as well. You know, we see, of course, Brian Lake, who won it when he was at Hawks and all the rest of it. So that, you look that at that. That was amazing, the Brian Lake winning. Absolutely. After they traded him for pick 260 to be able to get into the club. But you look at that, you know, Papley, Luke Parker, who you mentioned. If Buddy stands up and kicks four goals in like seven minutes, which he can do, then all of a sudden he comes into really deep calculations. Heaney, Mills. There's legitimate. So there's 10 guys each and every year that can stand up and handle the biggest stage, and uh, we'll see how it goes. That's why these are the two best teams and the last two teams standing. What a match it's going to be. I can't, can't wait, wait for that. We've got the Brownlow tonight. Who's your tip yes. tonight? Patrick Cripps. Cripps? Yeah, you I, want him? Yeah, I, I am. I, I think he will have a nice lead at the halfway mark, and I know Carlton's second half of the year it fell away. And I know there's Blues fans right now who are listening who are rejoicing because Collingwood got beat yesterday. That makes no sense to me yeah, because a couple on the your text. season finished in our year <laughs> a month ago when the Pies got you. But what I will say is that um, I, I don't think Brisbane's second half of the year was overly good. They, they were on top of the ladder around round 12 or 13 and then ended up finishing six. So their second half wasn't great. Lockie Neal clearly probably uh, will be in the top three, but I think Cripps... He missed the game earlier in the year, but I, I, I'm a Patrick Cripps guy at the moment. But uh, your Brownlow predictor will tell me because you've got it right three straight years, and I expect this to be four. That is true. We've got Lockie Neal slightly ahead of Clayton Oliver. We've got Paddy Cripps, Petraka, and Brayshaw all on the same amount of votes. It's going to come oh. down around 23, I reckon, Cam. Oh. Um, we've got Cripps getting 2.5, so likely three-vote yep. game round 23. Yeah. And obviously Melbourne played Brisbane round 23. What a match that was. Clayton Oliver had a huge mm. game. I think he had 40. Um, he'll get two or three. So well, Neil won't get a vote in that last Neil game. Neil won't get a vote. And it comes down to the Ollie Wines versus... 
Um, the Bulldogs, Bontempelli, yep. round 23 last year when they were head-to-head. Bont traded as low as 240 in the Brownlow at stages last year. I think it was round 16. Ollie Wine stormed home, got the votes in the last round and, and won the Brownlow. So that just a repeat of last year, almost that round 23 clash. Remarkable. And uh, I'll tell you what I want to put in the uh, the backboard, as you call it, yeah. the Brownlow on a Sunday night. I, I, I was going to ask you about this. I'm, I'm a firm believer. Why that, is it on Monday night? Well, because of the Queen. No, why Funeral. is it? Normally? Oh, traditionally. Well, yeah. I think I, I don't know how it's all worked out historically, but the idea is that it kickstarts grand final week. I personally would move it to the bye weekend and yeah. have it on the Saturday night of the bye weekend. You can build it around the AFLW, which the AFL are, are huge on making sure it, it has its own time. So I understand that. But I also like that if you have it in that particular week, the whoever wins it is going to be in the room because the non Victorian team, like if a, if a Swanee wins it, Tonight, well, we're going to have to cross to the Harbour City. I have no doubt they've got a nice function on, and it'll be great, but it'll be very, obviously, low-key. So for, for me, I would like to see it moved into that bye week, have that, the All-Australian team, have this really big weekend, build it around the AFLW, have some marquee games, and that way we are certain that the player is going to be in the room more so than uh, what we do when we see on a Monday or a Sunday night where the non-Victorian grand final participants aren't there. Text in. Even Margaret doesn't think Crips will win, Luke. Yeah, no. Well, we had Margaret yesterday on. She didn't didn't like Crips. I actually think that she was a little confused. She thought I was sticking up for Brisbane, but she didn't. And she didn't call me Luke. She called me Sam. So I think she thought I was Sam (laughs) Margraves. But no, Margaret didn't want to borrow me suggesting Patrick Crips can win the Brownlow. So diehard Blues fan is against Crips. Maybe that is a slight concern. Uh, Let's get to a break. Wherever you might be around Australia, who do you think is going to win the Brownlow? 0499736. 736. Tonight, it is going to be on. We're going to get to some of the bets and have a look at it on the other side of this. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.